0: monday and you know what that means welcome to throne zone season three this is your captain speaking along with sir daniel of house crimmins uh no longer on tour where we're we're back in the studio so to speak um and we've just experienced episode eight of house of the dragon and my yard what an episode
1: oh yeah so much happened in like an hour's time that like the pieces are on the board, and the first move has been
0: made. Yeah, we we've experienced our final time jump, at least for this season. Um, and you know, it the the, the adults almost matured, but then the kids fucked things up again. But we'll get all of that. Um, so we immediately kick it off with. Um, Vaemond questioning Rhaenys about the succession of House Valerian because Rhaenyra's kids' lineage is the worst kept secret in all of Westeros right now. Oh, yeah, everybody Every- knows, yeah, like, like, um, Aegon said last week, everybody knows they are Harwin Strong's boys, strong, big, strong boys. <laughs> um Vaymond pretty much just wants to claim the throne for himself after Corliss um is wounded in battle and isn't very likely to survive.
1: Yeah, not looking good for Corliss.
0: No, I mean you can see where Vayman's coming from. No, like he He's right. He he is in the right. Yeah, he wants to continue his family, his bloodline. Um And Jace is not from his bloodline, but he's going to inherit his throne, which means pretty much the end of House Valerian, almost. Um, unlike what Corliss said last week, Raymond doesn't care about names. He cares about blood. Yeah. He um, looks
1: at it and, you know, it's... They all know it, and...
0: I mean, he's right. Yeah. He's absolutely right. He comes across as a dick, but he's very right. Yeah. So this opening scene pretty much sets the tone for what's to come in this episode. Like, this opening scene puts the pieces on the board. Um, <clears throat> so we've skipped ahead six years. Uh, Viserys wasn't looking great in the last episode, and... He is very much at the end in this episode as Renara and Damon arrive in King's Landing to visit him. Very much on his deathbed, he's he's the shell of a man. He's the, he's all skin and bone. He's and the crypt not keeper. not even all skin. He's the crypt keeper. Yeah, and about to be in his own crypt. He's just man. Paddy Considine's performance has been amazing. And as the series has gone on, obviously we've watched Viserys deteriorate, and it like you look at this episode and you look at the first episode and like that's the same guy that's been playing this character. Oh yeah, in just eight episodes, and how different he looks. And props to the uh, the
1: costume and the war and you know the makeup and effects team like. Like you look at him last night and how he looked, and you just think, is that the same guy? Like, it was hard to believe,
0: you know? They, they've they done an amazing job with Viserys. Oh, very um, much. And it, it was very painful to see what he's become in just eight episodes. That opening episode, uh, the season premiere when we first met Viserys, he was... He, he wasn't the strongest guy, but, you know, he was healthy. <clears throat> Um he had a kind of majestic aura about him. And we've gone from that to just that's just deaf. Yeah. He just looks like deaf.
1: It it was tough like it was tough to see him like to see him in bed just like and I I don't think Renera and Damon
0: knew what to expect. I don't think they realized how sick he was. No, like, I'm I'm sure they knew he didn't have long left, but still to see him like that was a shock to them. Yeah. But Um, he got to meet his two new grandsons, so there's that. Yeah, one of them named after him, of course. Which I think made him happy, but. Yeah. But, I mean, way to confuse the guy that's already very, very confused. (laughs) This is Aegon. Wait, what, another one? And this is Viserys. confused uh, old man. No, he he's got enough lost up there already. Um but it was nice to see him reconnect with Damon. Um even more so in the next scene, but in this scene in particular, it like it was clear how difficult it was for even Damon to see him like that after all they've been through. Oh
1: yeah. I, I think I I think Damon kind of softened a little bit. Like he he wasn't the raging dick last night.
0: No, um, I don't know if it's um marriage or having kids or whatever Both. maybe, yeah, but he has he has suffered very much. He's still a badass. I mean, oh. this episode, every single movement, word, and everything he did was just so cool. He's oh, become he- the coolest fucking character in the show, yeah,, yeah it's
1: like
0: Damon ha- has been probably the best character. Yeah, definitely the most multi-layered character. But, yeah, yeah la- last night, Damon was cool as fuck. Um, so in, in the throne room, um, it seems as though, obviously, the king's too weak to oversee these proceedings. So Otto Hightower uh, takes his place um, on the throne, which he, we saw in the trailer last week when we were wondering, is Viserys even going to be in this episode? Um Raymond makes his case, and just as Rhaenyra is about to fight back, the doors open. In comes Viserys in such an epic way. The music was perfect for this scene when he made that entrance.
1: And I think it was pretty clear that the that the High Tower camp was not happy that he showed up.
0: No, they they definitely weren't expecting it. Um, I mean, as we learned, also they've been like feeding him the milk of the poppy, which obviously helps with the pain, but also leaves him very confused. And he refused to take it because he wanted to attend this petition with his full brain capacity, whatever's left of it anyway.
1: Yeah, I I think, you know, they,
0: I mean, it was clear that Otto Hightower was manipulating him. Yeah, almost like um, Fiodin and Wormtongue in in Lord of the Rings. Oh, easily, easily. (laughs) But I, um
1: in in his mind, like he was just trying to figure out a way to get, you know,
0: Aegon as the heir. Yeah. Um, and obviously they very much agree with Vaymond that Jace doesn't belong on the throne of Driftmark. So Bezeris' interruption obviously throws a spanner in the works for Team Green. Um and it was such a touching moment when he drops the crown, or the crown falls off his head, and Damon is the one to pick it up and help yeah. him onto the throne. Great moment. That was a that was a really nice touch. Like you,
1: you had to figure it was gonna be somebody. Well, yeah, I, I mean, you'd, you'd expect Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra, or you know, I, I would say Aegon, but Aegon's
0: a little shit. So Aegon's an asshole, and he's only gonna get worse. Oh, he is. Yeah, I mean, we only heard about his behavior in this episode. We didn't actually see very much despicable behavior until we get to the supper. Um, but Viserys stands his ground that Jace is Laenor's trueborn son um, and the heir to the Driftmark throne. Veman speaks up again and loses his head. Well, half his head at the hands of Daemon.
1: And there's that, that, that epic line where, you know, Viserys says, I will have your tongue. <laughs> and and you just see the top of, where you see his head just cut in half and Damon just utters that epic line, he can keep
0: his tongue. Yeah, because literally all you see is just the tongue. Like, the thoughts locked. <laughs> and it was a really cool death too. Like, it was... I mean, you knew Damon was gonna take him down because it was building towards it when Damon began speaking up again and you heard Damon just whisper, say it. Like, daring him to say it. And then Veyman does say it, of course, puts his foot in it. But it was oh, yeah. such a sudden death. Like, it came from
1: nowhere. Oh, yeah. Like, I figured it was going to be somebody. I figured the Kingsguard was going to do it. But... And I think more importantly, what this does is, you know, there was the question is, well, are are you going to put the control of the fleet in the hands of a child? Or... Yeah. But also, you got to realize that this also kind of puts the Valerian household in the camp of the team, of Team Black, of Rhaenyra's yeah.
0: camp. Very much. There was a scene between Rhaenyra and um kind of reconnecting. Um, obviously, Rhaenyra and Damon are getting the blame for um, Leno's death, even though he's not really dead. Um, and they came to this agreement that, you know, they're going to marry their kids to each other. So there's an alliance there now between Rhaenys and Rhaenyra, which is obviously is why we, uh, Rhaenys took her side and went against Vaemond in this scene. Yeah, which, you know, I think e- even with that, you know the high powers would have ruled in favor of Veymond. Definitely, yeah. Uh, it's not looking good for Team Green after this episode, in all honesty, well up until this point, anyway. Um, so Viserys demands a last supper. He didn't call it a last supper, but as soon as he's had a supper and you know he's deteriorating, it's it's going to be a last supper with the whole family. Um, and again, you know, he urges everybody to squash their beef. Everybody needs to get along for the sake of the, 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 the Targaryen dynasty. Yeah. And for a moment, it seems like Allison and Rhaenyra did kind of bury the hatchet, or at least they were civil to each other. It seemed like things were going to be okay, like the adults were getting along. The adults were getting along, yeah, <laughs> but then the kids. And not just, I wouldn't say necessarily just the kids, it was Allison's children. Yeah, it was Aegon and Aemond who fucked things up. It was two little shits. Like, honestly, Rhaenyra's kids are doing nothing wrong. They they're both now betrothed to Rhaenysses' granddaughters, um, so there's that alliance there between Rhaenyra's bastards and uh, House Valerian. and oh, they strong. just want to big strong boys. They they you know they just want to get on with their lives, but Aegon and Aemond are just two little shits that can't let peace take place. Oh. Um and so, Eamon still has not forgotten, nor has he forgiven uh Laceris. No, and that, I mean there's a constant reminder. Um, but you could just feel them building and building as they taunted each other back and forth across the room, even with just eye contact. Um and we so we heard her like Halfway through the episode about um, Aegon's behavior Particularly towards the Serving girl Which obviously his mother wasn't happy about Oh no Um, But at the same time She paid the girl off And then gave her the tea You know just to be safe But obviously You can see she's disgusted by her son's Behavior and obviously then went to confront him About it and he's just he a spoiled it. little brat. He absolutely admitted it. Yeah. He he doesn't give a shit. He's like, so? He's like, so? Yeah, he was like, it is no big deal. She's um, a girl. And it, it is very much like Cersei and Joffrey. Like, she is kind of losing control with his behavior. or She can't control his behavior. He's just a little shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, part of, you know, with, with her being a, a, a mother is, like,
0: you can't just let your kid do whatever the hell they want. No, even if he is, in your eyes, heir to the throne. Like, you, you, you got to set boundaries. And she's like, oh, do whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, she's, she'll she'll yell at him for it, but he can do what he wants. He's going to get away with it. She strikes me as that kind of parent, and, and you, you see,
1: the type that, like, oh, not my child. My child wouldn't do that. They do that in public, but then in private, it's like, you little asshole. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, the back of her mind, she's like, little shit. But in reality, it's, okay, well, sorry about that. And, like, she was so
1: cold towards that serving girl. She's like, I'm not saying I believe you,
0: but
1: nobody else will.
0: Right, yeah. Very passive-aggressive. And also very manipulative. Um, But, I mean, she also did have a point. Like, nobody will believe her. I mean, props to Olivia Cook. She's been absolutely phenomenal so far. Yeah. Um, there's always a sense of unpredictability with her. I mean, especially after what we saw last week with that confrontation, you just never quite know how she's going to react to things, especially when it comes to Aegon or Aemond. poor um, Helena Targaryen, she's just sort of there. <laughs> she, she comes across as very naive. So everybody's toasting each other. Um, and it, originally these toasts begin as genuine you know let's bury the hatchet then it gets to the kids and there's just cheap little blows cheap little digs in those in those toasts and then helena just gets up and just oh yeah enjoy marriage uh most of it he's just going to ignore you for most of it and just it's just like sit down girl please just just stop stop (laughs) talking And then
1: there was that that, uh, the toast from Eamon to the good strong boys.
0: Yeah, he's the one that really set things off. But Uh, at the same time, Luke kind of ticked him off. Obviously, when the pig was brought to the table, and he's just laughing at Eamon because obviously they presented Eamon with a pig as a dragon when he when they were younger. Um, so these two sets of brothers are destined to clash in a big way oh yeah whether that happens
1: in the finale which you know there's something coming or whether it happens next season you know it's tough to say because like this part of the of the story there's not a lot of detail in the book fire and blood there's not a lot so pacing
0: is off you know so who knows yeah and this is all the prelude to, obviously, what's to come. And
1: I, I love the interaction between uh, Allison and, and Eamon, where she's like, she's basically saying, "Dude, why the hell would you do that?" And he just says, "What, mother? I was just toasting my nephews. I was complimenting them.
0: It's not my fault they don't agree." <laughs> Again, very passive aggressive. But, I mean, to, to like, if you turn a blind eye to the rumors and everything, if you just hear this based on what he was saying and knowing nothing else, it does come across as complimentary. You know, they're handsome, young, strong boys. But obviously we know the two meanings of the word strong. Oh, yeah. Which is where the insult comes in. Um, And Jason and Luke obviously both know that they're not Lena's sons, that they... Oh. Or the offspring of how strong. So obviously, they're going to jump every single time someone brings this up and they take it very, very personally. And that I think you know, going back to
1: the scene with Vaymond, I don't think it was necessarily him calling the nephews bastards, but I think the biggest insult was when he called Renera a whore.
0: Oh, yeah. That's probably what set Vaymond off the most.
1: 'Cause like Viserys,
0: if he was stronger, he would have done it himself. Yeah. I mean he did take his dagger out when he stood up.
1: But Damon Damon the Love for hit for Damon loves Renera.
0: Yeah, and, and not not only that, but because he loves Rhaenyra so much, he is stepping up for the boys. Um because when their lineage is questioned She's questioned at the same time. Oh, and yeah. Because he's very protective of her and, by extension, the two boys. They're it's um, kids. Yeah, and speaking of kids, something that was pretty subtle, like, you kept seeing it, but nobody ever really alluded to it, was Rhaenyra uh, seems to be pregnant again. She kept rubbing her stomach, Um, obviously by Damon. Yeah, we we know we know it's not another strong boy. <laughs> well, it could be. But I, I don't see Laris kinda Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't in this episode, surprisingly. Yeah, we didn't Cons- see that creepy bastard this time. No. Considering how much of a little snake he's been um midway through this season, it was kinda surprising to have him not in the episode at all. No, I mean, I think he, at this point, is Lord of Harrenhal, so yeah, maybe he's, well, he's Yeah, he's the only strong left. Officially. Officially, yeah. Uh, on paper, he's the only strong left. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's just sad. It's like, it really seemed like Allison and,
1: and Rhaenyra were, like, things were calming down.
0: Yeah. Like, they both kind of realized... I, I think Allison does love Viserys Viz- in a way. So they both kind of realized that they're both letting this man down by constantly bickering. Um, and, you know, all he wants is for everybody to get along, as we keep saying. Yeah, can't we all just get along? <laughs> um, But the great thing when Aemond, um crew shit into the fan was Damon stepping in front of him almost oh again almost daring him to step up to him instead
1: yeah because
0: Damon would have cut him down yeah and he wouldn't have cared that is one fight that I am hope hopefully we get and I if we do I'm looking forward to it is Eamon versus Damon oh yeah and not on a dragon it needs to be like a sword fight
1: Yeah. Um, Did you notice Damon had his cloak on again in a scene? You know, he uh, went into Flea Bottom. Yeah. So I gotta wonder what that's about.
0: Yeah, I can't think of any reason.
1: Unless he's making a move against one of his nephews.
0: Or... In laws, brother-in-laws. <laughs> it's so confusing. <laughs> uh, the the ages were kind of confusing too because now all of a sudden, uh, Amon looks older than Aegon. He looks closer to Damon's age actually. He looks um, more like Damon. He does, and even Jason Luke. So Gisaros is the older one, but Lucaris looks older and sounds older than Gisaros does
1: and the my biggest issue was the, the guy they've got playing Aegon now like how do you go from Ty Tenet to to this this guy like the the look of Aegon just is changed so drastically
0: yeah honestly i don't even think they needed to recast like The guy that's playing Aegon now doesn't really look very much older than Ty Tennant did. And I think with the right kind of makeup and hair and whatever, Ty Tennant could look older as an older Aegon. You know, if anything, he kind of looks younger than Ty Tennant did. Yeah, certainly looks younger than his younger brother.
1: And, you know, you have the uh, Helena Targaryen. She looked like the oldest of
0: the bunch. But, I mean, I guess the problem is if you kept Ty and, and just made him look older, which I think could have easily been done. Oh, easily. Then it would have been weird if you had kept all the other kids too, and I don't think many of them would have pulled it off. No. Definitely not. Not the, uh, not the uh, Valerian boys. <laughs> so it was either none or all. Um, but, I mean, willing to give him a chance, he was still great as a little shit in this episode oh yeah so I mean it's uh, who
1: knows if there's,
0: if there's not going to be another recasting maybe next season yeah we'll see I don't know when or if there's going to be another time jump after this season Um, because again I'm not I'm trying to keep away from the written history so I don't know quite what the time frame is between what we're seeing now and when the whole civil war kicks off And then there was that final, our final glimpse of Viserys. You know, that, that. Yeah, Paddy's curtain call. Um, And if it wasn't sad enough, in his final moments, he fucks up majorly. If anything, Viserys is the catalyst to what we're about to see in the Civil War. Because obviously he, for some reason, mistook Alicent for Rhaenyra. went on to talk about the Song of Ice and Fire again, and through his own mistakes, he pretty much made Allison believe that he wants her to put Aegon on the throne, which is against everything he's been saying all along.
1: Yeah. And, you know, he was...
0: I mean, he was dying. Like, he was not in his right mind. No, and this whole conversation was a misunderstanding on both sides um Wait. i mean in all fairness allison just is going to react to what he told her now like it's not really her she it's not like he's told her one thing and she's taking it another way as far as she's concerned she he's just telling her that he wants to see Aegon on the phone but does she
1: my whole thing is does she think Well, is she talking about my aegon or Renera's aegon
0: yeah, that's the thing she didn't stop to think about it she just said oh he must obviously be talking about our Aegon." yeah does she
1: even know that she has a you know a grandson which is kind of kind of weird to, 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 to think
0: yeah <laughs> um yeah so this was obviously viserys's final scene um I don't know if people would notice unless they had the subtitles on, because when the screen goes to black, the subtitles comes up. Breathing stops, which pretty much tells you he's dead. Um, So this episode very much was, I think, Paddy's episode. Oh yeah. As much as the kids, you know, were at each other's throats, this was very much Paddy Considine's shining moment as Viserys, despite how broken down and horrific he uh, shape he was in this was probably his best performance as Viserys. oh yeah
1: you know it's it typically with uh, with a show that's trying to get emmy nominations you submit an episode like something yeah. that you know the vote the people that vote in the emmys can look at and just say okay yeah i'm on house of the dragon That's the episode I'm submitting. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm submitting that one. And he's going to get a nomination. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones always gets nominations. I think Peter Dinklage's win was based on his trial by combat speech and the trial. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think I would rank this episode up with that one. Very much in terms of performance value, yeah. Because, like,
1: it, when you see those doors open, because I, I think before they open, I, I think Otto Hightower was getting ready to make his decision. Oh, yeah. And, and then didn't stand a chance. You see the doors open, and he and Ellison kind of look at each other like, oh, shit. <laughs> and... You know, Rainy's like, she didn't want to side with Renera, But she also realized that,
0: I honestly think Vayman would have taken her out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, when he said he should be the one to inherit the throne, she did kind of pretty much say, well, I'm still standing in your way. You don't get anything in as long as I'm still here.
1: And he would have taken her out, and also you know the greens you know they're gonna take out anybody that's you know
0: a threat which at the moment is everybody that's not a high tower yeah high tower or has made their allegiance very clear i don't think like they have any allies the only allies they have really is based on king's kingsguard and whatnot and they've got vegar they do have a, a big-ass dragon, too, yeah. And that was another thing about this episode. It was probably one of the best episodes of the whole season. Not a single dragon in the whole episode. Oh. No. And we didn't need it. No, this was very much a human episode, and the writing was phenomenal. Oh, oh yeah, I think Sapachnik directed this one. Well, that would make sense. But
1: like, and, and that's what he excels at, is just those... The battle episodes and also, like, the epicness. Like, it, it, you know, we keep saying I don't know how they're going to top how the episode. I don't know how they're going to top this.
0: I, I haven't seen a more badass entrance. I keep going back to it. Viserys' entrance into that throne room was just epic. Oh, yeah. Because he was so weak and fragile. But at the same time so defiant and like the music in the background was so epic it was just a perfect clash
1: oh yeah like you see the doors open and then them announce him and like everyone tries to go to him and he's just like basically basically
0: saying "Fuck off i got this yeah um yeah, who was it? One of the, one of the the knights tried to help him. He's like, I don't need your help. But then Damon comes over, helps him with the crown, and Damon's like, "Come on." And that was a great thing, also, also about Damon. Like he didn't, he didn't, he tried to reflect the attention. Like he knew everybody was watching, but he didn't want, um, Bizaris to look as weak as he was. Yeah, he's like, "Come on." At the end of the day, Damon
1: loves his brother. You know, all the issues with Damon aside, he loves his brother, and it's his family, and he's going to protect his brother. He even said it, I will protect my brother in
0: spite of himself. Yeah, and he also said in the first episode, nobody has your back more than me, and he proved it right at the end
1: and in you think earlier in the episode when he <clears throat> told Viserys what was going on Viserys had no idea
0: no and Viserys wasn't happy again that that he was doped up on milk of the poppy uh, another minor detail that we we got um was obviously Damon picking out the egg from um Forget which dragon it was. It is it uh, Caraxes? Oh no, uh, it's eggs. Or is it Rhaenyra's dragon?
1: It was Rhaenyra's dragon,
0: Syrax. Syrax, yeah. So I think it's. He said there was three eggs. Yeah. So we're getting even more dragons on Team Black. Oh yeah, we're getting we're getting more dragons. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, we need more dragons because they keep popping up kids on Team Black. Rhaenyra's got what five now? And another one on the way? Yeah. <laughs> I
1: think, yeah, I think one more. So I think she and Damon have three altogether. Three or four.
0: I think her and Damon had two in this episode, obviously, Aegon and Caesaris, um, and then they have another one on the way. And she's got the two strong boys. The three. The three strong boys. Yeah, the and youngest uh, gets over with Joffrey. Damon has Rayla and Bela. Yeah. And they're going to be marrying each other. And, you know, they're
1: with their grandmother and Damon's just sort of like, eh,
0: whatever. <laughs> you got to feel for uh, Reina and Bela. They're, they're so traumatized in the last couple of episodes. <laughs> like, so and they... Damon's like, dude, you've got daughters. Like, you got to be there. So ah, let me try and figure this out. So they lost their mother. Then they had to witness their father and. Aunt. Aunt. Marry each other. And now they're engaged to their cousins.
1: So their aunt, their, you know, their aunt is now their, yeah, their aunt is now their, yeah, their aunt is now their cousin and their mother-in-law. Oh man, this family. <laughs> so she's their, but she will be their mother-in-law, their stepmother their cousin, and
0: their aunt. <laughs> I think there's a reason we only ended up with two Targaryens, in, well, one Targaryen in the end, that being uh, Jon Snow. Because the whole family just is, is fucked up. I mean, was he the last one, though? Unfortunately, it was never explored that deeply. Thank you, Dan and Dave. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Please don't come back. Yes, I mean ho- hopefully the Jon Snow series does answer a lot of questions that we still have. I gotta think so. I mean, it's I mean it was clear that HBO
1: was not happy with the last season. Like initially, they wanted them to do I think it was like 13 or 14 episodes. Yeah, then all well, yeah. they offered 16.
0: They said, no, we'll do it in 10. In, in yeah, said, that's oh, the thing. I mean, it, Money was no object. These episodes were costing millions, one or two million per episode. Oh, and yeah. HBO were fine with that. It was David and Dan who just, yeah, we don't really feel like writing that many episodes.
1: They wanted off the project and they wanted to get to Star Wars, which Disney, I think after the backlash, Disney's like, yeah, no. Yeah, you, you, you fucked yourselves up. I mean, I think there would have been a backlash
0: had they gone ahead with the project. Yeah, and honestly, the Star Wars universe cannot afford any more backlash.
1: And funny thing is, I believe it's Dan Weiss. He actually wrote the single worst Marvel movie we've ever seen. X-Men Origins Wolverine. With probably the worst CGI of any Marvel movie. Yeah, even when it was completed. I saw the uh, I
0: saw the version when it wasn't done. Yeah, me too. And I maybe, thought, maybe that was a mistake because it was already hindered by that point. And I thought, oh well,
1: it's just it's not done. You know, we will will work on it in, in you know in post production.
0: And then I see it in theaters, and I was like, they didn't fix it. <laughs> it was so weird watching that unfinished version because it was just like green screen everywhere. Yeah. And like the effects just weren't weren't good. No, for that for that time period it they sucked. But I got to think if that movie
1: were to be made now under Disney, I think it'd be a whole different movie and I think it'd be better.
0: Well, I mean maybe that's what we're getting with Deadpool 3.
1: And hopefully they can do something with X-Men now. I think they have the rights to it now because they yeah.
0: own. But, um, I'm back in this universe, so we've lost Vizaris now. It's pretty much confirmed he's dead at the end of this episode. Um his last words being my love. So yeah. It...
1: Did he love Allison? <laughs>
0: yeah, he was so confused because he thought he was talking to Raynara at, at first.
1: Yeah. So I mean, so, it's now we, we get the 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 preview, and the first line we hear is "The king is dead."
0: Yeah. Uh, bad news for Team Black because Viserys was Rainier's biggest supporter. Yeah. And. I mean, obviously, she's got the support of Daemon and Valerian household now, but nobody would have gone against what Viserys said. No. She always had that protection. Yeah, she was she was safe. I mean, it's,
1: you you saw it in the scene where, you know, Joceros and Loceros were in the training yard and everyone's just kind of looking at him like.
0: Yeah, almost like you don't belong here. Like, this isn't your home. You know, and you're you're, you're bastards. Again, everybody knows. Look at them. I I still think
1: that was one of Ty Tennant's best scenes.
0: (laughs) It definitely was. And it it was. Why are you mad at me? It's true. Look at him. He didn't even speak much in that episode other than that scene. And of course, being on the tower, the edge of the tower, and well, you know, yeah, making it rain. Those poor people, King's Landing. <laughs> Literally, King's Landing. <laughs> oh, oh, heir to the throne. Disgusting behavior, Aegon. Is that your king? Right. He's he's a bit of a dick.
1: Yeah. And he's only gonna get worse. Like, I-, I think by the time it's all said and done, I I think Aegon the Second, I think he's gonna give Joffrey a run for his money.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I've definitely read that. Again, I don't know the history of the Fire and Blood novel, but I know we can expect terrible things from Aegon the Second.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm tell- I don't know as much as some, but I'm telling you folks, he's gonna give Joffrey a run for his money.
0: Uh, So it begs the question of who does ascend the throne in the next episode, which obviously is going to kick things off or at least set things up properly for the Dance of Dragons, which I don't think is actually going to take place until season two. No. At at least. No.
1: We've got two episodes left. I think next episode is going to be... The whole thing of now that he's dead, what happens? And word getting back to Renara, because as we know now, she's still in King's Landing, because she said she was going to go, she was going to return on Dragonback.
0: Yeah, she said she was, she was going to see the kids home and then come back um, on on Dragonback. So. Who who knows what's gonna happen with Venera? Um, one thing we do know is that episode nine is more often than not something mind blowing happens
1: at Which the end. In season one of Game of Thrones, I think that was the episode where Ned lost his head. Yeah. Um, episode,
0: season four, I think that was the battle the of, of Cast- Hardhome. Wait no, Castamere. That was season three. Yeah. Uh, I think Hard Home was season four, episode nine. Oh, yeah. Castle Black, season five, episode nine. Or was that John's death? I think it was John's death. Oh, that was episode 10. That was the last episode when John died. The first time. The, f- the first time. <laughs> so, yeah, we're we're expecting something big to go down at the end of uh, the next episode. Um, it, ju- it looks very, very dark, is all i all I can say from the trailer. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like you see
1: Allison scheming and, you know, playing into her father's wishes. Yeah. Which, he... if that hadn't happened, if Harlan Hightower were still the hand, I- I've got to think that she would have gone with Viserys' wishes. It would have been like, okay, it is, this is what it is.
0: Yeah. And just think at one point, we almost felt sorry for... Otto Hightower because all he was doing was just passing on a message to the king and he got stripped of his title. Um, But he's very much shown his true colors as a schemer. Oh, yeah.
1: You know, he's essentially like Littlefinger. You know, he's not necessarily the Tywin Lannister type. But you can't trust him. No. You can't trust Allison and, you know, it's... Like I said, if Harlan High Tower
0: were still the hand, I think the situation would be vastly different. Yeah. Um. So, Fire and Blood is coming in the next couple of episodes, and um, we'll take a little preview in just a sec. So, thank you for joining us on Throne Zone once again. Make sure you like and subscribe. Follow us at ThronezoneUK UK on Twitter, and of course, Throne Zone is merged with max wrestling on youtube and soundcloud um so two episodes left of this season um hopefully we can come back next week to talk about episode 9 if not obviously we'll finish the season with a double um double, double head bemmy. so we will see you next time to discuss this the king is dead You told me you wish for Egon to be king. The door remains shut until we finish our business. None can know who you are or what you seek. What if Rhaenyra? I have found out something you should know. It is treason at the least!